it going today, guys? Back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, joined on Thursday, January 27, 2022, by Ben Gorowitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. Ooh, I, I really like these NFL matchups coming on TP. Ben, I'm excited, man. You know, we, we've been on here talking since August about NFL season coming up. Shit, even, probably even longer than that, man. Now, finally, everything's about to come to fruition. We're about to see who's matched up in the Super Bowl. It's, it's a big-time matchup pod, Ben. Unfortunately, guys, no matchup pod next week because I don't think me and Ben are going to have best bets for the Pro Bowl. Nor Ben, are you even going to watch the Pro Bowl? I don't think I've watched it in years. I only watch when Matt Ryan and Michael Vick are in it, and I just look on Twitter to see when they came into play. Or obviously, I didn't when Michael Vick played. I actually kind of watched the game then. But when Matt Ryan was in it, I would just look on Twitter to see when Matt Ryan was coming in. And I, you know, I got to give QB one a little watch. But I haven't watched it in years. Other than that, um, couldn't even tell you who won or what even happened last year. I know they do the skills challenge shit, but nobody's tuned in to listen to talk about the Pro Bowl. Let's get down to it, man. This will be a short podcast, guys. Let's go ahead and do this thing, man. Ben, we're going to start things off on our second-to-last NFL Sunday of the year. Second-to-last. By the way, I have something depressing to say before I preview the game, Ben. You know what this Saturday represents, Ben? This Saturday, what's that? It breaks the streak of since the last Saturday of August of us having football on a Saturday. Sad thing to say. It hurts my wow. soul, honestly. But anyway, guys, we're going to have the Cincinnati Bengals down in Arrowhead, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. This game's going to be at 3 p.m. on CBS. Kansas City, a seven-point favorite, over-under in this game at 54.5. Ben, let's start out here and talk about the side. Who do you think is going to cover this game and why? I mean, this is a great matchup. It's it's honestly one of the more dynamic offense, young offenses in the NFL with the Bengals mm-hmm. who are rolling against the Chiefs who, I mean, listen, we know we know what they can do on offense, especially even if you missed last week. Um it's just insane that that team can put up the amount of offensive numbers that they're able to put up in that short of time, right? I mean, 13 seconds, and they and the Chiefs offense made it look like they've done it 10 times, right? Yeah. Um, the problem with that is I have already missed the total number when it started at. Uh, it started at like 51, I think, or yep. maybe 50 and a half, and now it's 54. Um. I don't know if I want to take the over at that point anymore. Um, what I'm going to do for now is just take the Bengals and spread. I, I think this offense can keep a minute. They played in week 16 or 17. The Bengals actually won that football game by three points. So for now, I'm going to take the Bengals plus seven. Okay, okay. Look, Ben, I'm not going to lie. I don't hate the bet for you. I actually have no play on the spread, guys. I did throw together a teaser, though, and the Chiefs are my first leg of the teaser. So, Ben – First off, I, I agree with you, man. I mean, I think Bengals is probably the side. If we've seen anything about this Bengals offense, it's they want to pass, pass, pass. This team got, went to the empty set and saw their offense take off even more. Were they able to throw the teams the ball on other teams? Plus, on top of that, you know they're not going to give up. They're not going to stop. They're going to keep throwing the ball the entire game long. I could definitely see Cincinnati backdooring it, but I sent Ben over a stat earlier. Let's go over this stat real quick, guys. So, Look, I'm, I'm going to go and tell you guys this. Don't just bet this because it's a stat we're giving out. I mean, shit, if you bet this stat last year, you would have lost your ass on the Packers. So the team – so the uh, home favorite is 20-0 and 0 straight up and 17-3 and 3 in those games when they win the game outright against the spread. 
and they're 36 and five and one against the spread over the last 21 years. So, or I guess it's not over the last 21 years, but they're 36, five and one against the spread. Actually. Yeah, that is because there's two games. So they're 36, five and one against the spread in those games. And the, when the winner wins are 17 and three against this, against this number, I think this game, I, th- I think that Kansas City is going to get up early. And Kansas City's offense is rolling, man. And they're on a different level right now. Andy Reid's got the run game going. He's got double running backs going with Edwards Hilaire and Jet McKinnon. Um, I think Kansas City is just offense is too unstoppable. I think their defense will make the plays they need to win this game. Cincinnati is no O-line. Kansas City has the pass rushers and the big guys up front to disrupt them. I mean, Joe Burrow's practically hobbled playing on one leg. Therefore, I'm gonna I'm not gonna play anything on the side. My lean though would be with you on Cincinnati. I just see it now. Kansas City's up like 37 to like 20 something, like 24, and they score a garbage time touchdown to cover the number. But I personally like Kansas City's offense to roll in this one. I don't think Cincinnati's defense is very good. I mean, if you look back, really, like I mean, Ben, remember when these teams played each other a couple weeks ago? And I was saying, look back at the list of QBs they played all season, man. Cincinnati. Is, I'm not saying they're frauds because obviously they've done it in the playoffs. I mean, you could somewhat argue that Tennessee beat themselves, but at the same time, you know, man, just when you look at the teams that they've beaten, they really haven't beat. Like, I mean, they're beating up on Big Ben. They're beating up on Baker Mayfield, you know. They were beating right. up on on the – like I know Huntley for part of the season. Yeah, they got to face Josh Johnson twice. I mean, they definitely have not faced the best quarterbacks. Hey, but they're still here, so I'm not going to take away from what they did. With all that being said, though, I like the over here for all the reasons I just listed out. I think the Bagels' defense is a little fraudulent. Um, Trey Hendrickson is going to play in this game, but, I mean, y'all saw him limp off the field. He could barely – he was holding his arm. I mean, you know he's going to give it a go. I don't think he's going to be a factor at all. I think Kansas City's going to get theirs. I think Cincinnati's going to get theirs. They'll keep throwing. I mean, I just see T. Higgins and Jamar Chase now just catching the ball a ton in garbage time. I think they go over the total. I do agree with you, Ben. Steam has come in on it. 54 and a half is not exactly the best number. I haven't played it yet because I'm hoping that we can get 54 even because that is kind of a key number when you play totals. But I think this game goes over. Yeah, and honestly, um, I, I saw this earlier. So this this would be good for the over. Yeah. Uh, you were talking about the Bengals defense. This is about the Chiefs defense. So the okay. Chiefs, they played a small – you know, it's kind of small sample size. It's only four mm-hmm. games this year. Um, against what you would consider to be like an upper echelon quarterback. They played Lamar Jackson. The Ravens scored 36 points. They played the Bills twice. Josh Allen scored 38 and 36. Mm -hmm. They scored, or they played Herbert twice. The Chargers scored 30 and 28. And they played Burrow once and they gave up 34. So the point with all that is when they've played the upper echelon quarterbacks in the league, regardless if they're young or not, They've given up a lot of points. Yeah, that's a good that's a very good point you make, Ben. I didn't even think about it that way from the Kansas City side. I mean, those are great points, though. Plus, too, I mean, Tyron Matthews gonna play hobbled. We all know so I mean Sorensen's been picked on by these teams. I'm pretty sure Gabe Davis broke his ankles on that touchdown he scored. So oh, I love that, man. <laughs> I feel like we have to play it. Plus, two, the other thing we didn't even mention is we have I mean, I think McPherson is one of the best young kickers in the league. If not, I mean, he's I think been he's tremendous. Already, yeah, I think he's already like a top eight kicker. And on the flip side of things, you have arguably the best kicker in the league. I, I can't say that actually. Justin Tucker's in the NFL, but He's arguably top three Bunker, kicker. Bunker's had a little bit of a tough stretch, but he, he's been one of the more consistent kickers, um, especially his ability from 50-plus. Yeah, exactly. Both these guys have freaking boots on their legs. I mean, we're going to see some long field goals, so let's go up and over the total. 
You know what, guys? Because there's not a lot of football to talk about, and I mean, not a lot of games to talk about, me and Ben also have come up with three props that we like in these games. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know if I'm going to play these just because I really don't want to bet eight bets on two games, but I guess nine bets on two games. But I definitely do have some props. Ben, let's go ahead and give out some props, man. What's the first prop you got? So, I mean, I was kind of looking at the last matchup, right? And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they scored 34 points in Spangles' offense, and Jamar Chase had a lot to do with that. Jamar Chase yeah. had three touchdowns receiving in this game. I think the focus is going to go to him. And so their next wide receiver with the most amount of targets was Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd's total for this week is not that high. Um, let me pull it up one more time. I the last time I checked, it was in the 30s for yards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 37 and a half is what I originally saw it at. If it hasn't moved from, from that number, I, I do like that number. I think Jamar Chase will see a little bit more double teams, even though the Chiefs' defense is more known for man coverage. They like to man up and just kind of trust their corners. You got to have some safety help over the top, and I think Tyler Boyd – listen, it, it's more of a risk because T. Higgins – has been playing a little bit better as of late, but one of those guys is going to have a good game. And uh, I'm going to take more of a veteran, Tyler Boyd. You know, Ben, what I always say is that the value and props lies on the second or third best player and unders. I think that's a great bet, honestly. I, when you first said Jamar Chase, I was I figured you'd take a Jamar Chase. That's a great bet right there, man. That really is. I might, I might honestly ride that one with you. Um, I actually, I was looking at that one or Higgins, not as much. I feel, you know what I mean? Chase is a beast. He's going to get his, his numbers though are definitely. No, he'll get his. I mean, he was 11 for 200 plus yards and three touchdowns. See, that's what people got. Yeah. That's what people got to think is everybody thinks Jamar Chase is going to have a big game. You know, that number is definitely inflated. I mean, that's not, I'm not saying you can't get it, but you're definitely playing a premium if you're going to bet it. The thing is if Tyron Matthew, cause he left last week's game Mm -hmm. for the chiefs. Um, and then the Chiefs obviously gave up a couple deep balls. And listen, he's a difference maker uh, in that secondary. I think he's listed as questionable for now. I would imagine the Honey Badger, if he's able to walk on his leg and run, I would imagine he's in the lineup. Yeah, I agree with you 100% on that one, Ben. I'd imagine to see the Honey Badger out there. Um, next, I'll, actually, I'll go ahead with my next prop here. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon under 54 and a half rush yards in this game. We share that one. Okay, good, good. Yeah, Ben, ben likes that one too with me. Um, just a quick little explanation on why I think Mixon goes under in his yards. So the first reason that I really think Mixon's going to end up going under in his yardage is that last game it went weird where the Bengals came back and ended up taking the lead. Mixon ran the ball a ton on that last drive. I also kind of like his under carries, but I'd rather take the yardage. But, yeah, he had like six carries for I think like 30 yards on that last drive, so his numbers inflated. He really didn't do anything on the ground game. Back to what I said earlier, the Bengals really have like to spread it out in that open set with their wide receivers. I think Cincinnati's going to have to throw the ball to win this one, not run the ball. Therefore, I think Mixon goes under his yardage in this game. I just don't think the game plan is going to reciprocate him carrying the carrying a heavy workload. Anything you want to add on that? No, I mean, it's the same way. Like, I think eventually the Bengals get to a point in this game where they rely on their air raid attack uh, to, one, keep them in the game, or two, to increase their lead because no lead is safe from Patrick Mahomes. We've, we've seen that. <laughs> yeah. No matter – if you give him one second, the lead is not safe, guys. We saw that last week. Um, my next one I'm going to go with is Joe Burrow under – I saw 33 and a half – I mean, over 33 and a half pass attempts. 
Um, I don't know if I'll end up playing this one actually or not. I probably will play the Mixon one, but I think Joe Burrow is going to have to throw the ball a lot in this game. Back to what we said, guys, he's going to be playing catch up. I think they're going to throw a lot of underneath passes, a lot of dump offs to guys like Chase Higgins and Boyd. I'm not looking to play under on any of those wide receivers. It'd be all overs for me. Um, I think they're going to throw the ball a lot in this game. I wouldn't even be shocked to see Joe Mixon get some dump offs underneath. I just think they're going to spread it out and throw, 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 and try to stay in this game. That's the Cincinnati way. We have a pretty similar mindset on that last one. Um, I'm not going to go completions. Um, I'm just going to go his his passing total. Oh, his yardage? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, his yardage. I don't know okay. why I couldn't think of the word right there. Um, it's 287 and a half. I mean, I'm with you. I think they throw the ball a lot in this game. And Mm -hmm. I don't think you can really contend. The way that these guys are playing right now, uh, this offense is as hot as we've seen them. I don't know if you can contain them for four quarters. I agree with you that he's going to throw the ball a lot. So I'm going to take over 287.5. That's a great bet, Ben. Um, Yeah, same thing. We're aligned there on that one. Look, I kind of like Ben's Tyler Boyd yardage bet or a T. Higgins yardage bet a little more than this one now. Think about it, but... You can't stack up all your props on one side of the on one team's side of the ball. I'm gonna go with Byron Pringles and anytime score plus 185. Byron Pringles scored a touchdown in the last two games for Kansas City, and even the last four, if you go back to the regular season, he doesn't get a lot of involvement in, in the action with this team. This team seems to run all kinds of trick plays, and Kelsey and and uh, he'll get blanketed in the red zone. They're probably gonna be looking for that little underneath flip. I see Byron Pringles running a quick little out and standing right there in between the zone and catching a touchdown from Patrick Mahomes plus 180. Five is a lot of value for an anytime score. I think Byron Pringle catches one. He's been hot this year too. I mean, mm-hmm. this late, like late in the season, he's been getting a lot of action. And the yeah. game where was it like week eighteen, where like Tyreek Hill and some of them were were sitting. I, Pringle was the main guy. Yeah, exactly. See, he's been there for that's a thing. Like him and Demarcus Robinson have been there for so long. Like low key, they have a ton of uh, they have a ton of chemistry with Patrick Mahomes that we don't even think about just because not the big names. I mean, Pringle has five receiving touchdowns in the regular season this year. I'm not sure in the playoffs he's got two. So you I mean seven touchdowns for a guy get plus one eighty five is an anytime score is great value. And you know, I, I've told you this uh, that I was going to start looking into it. I did not pull the trigger once again. Um, on it, but McKinnon's receiving over. Mm-hmm. This team, I mean, they've been doing a lot of dink and dunks, uh, screen passes. He's been playing a lot, and uh, he got a lot of the running back uh, catches last week. I don't know why they wouldn't continue to go this kid. He's He's been – yep. I mean, I, I feel like he surprised the Chiefs of how successful he's been, just like everyone else. So that's another guy to look into. I'm not personally playing it, but I've been kind of keeping my eye on his reception uh, marker over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's a good call out too, Ben. That's a good one because he wasn't there most of the year. And plus Edwards, he layers back too. So a lot of people might not be looking at that one. Yeah, the other one that I leaned, but it ended up taking just because I know the numbers heavily inflated was it's up like it's up uh, 13 and a half yards since the first game of the playoffs is Patrick Mahone's rush yards over. This is one I was kicking my, myself for not betting last week, but Patrick Mahone's over 29 and a half rush yards. I mean, he runs the ball a ton in big games. I completely forgot about it. We saw it last week as he ran for like 40 yards on one play and catch. 
cash the entire prop in one play. Mahomes is a bit runs a lot. We see it a lot with a lot of these mobile quarterbacks now. In the regular season, they know they can win with with a little, you know, like a little dink and dunk craft. But in the real games, they're going to put their body on the line, run the ball. I would not be shocked to see Patrick Mahomes fly way over that rush total as well. The only reason why I don't want to bet it is because I do see a little bit of a blowout potential in this game from the Kansas City side of things. That's the only reason why I'm not touching it. Um, anything else on this game, Ben? Before we talk about the other game, that is all for me. Yeah, I think we did a solid job previewing the first game of the day. The second game of the day, guys, I'll give you all a little hint. I might be going back to the well one more time. We have the San Francisco 49ers taking on the L.A. Rams in SoFi Stadium, Los Angeles, California. Rams, three-and-a-half-point home favorites, over-under in this game at 46. Ben, I'll start things off on this one. Look, I got to go back to the well, man. Give it to me one more time. I like my 49ers here. 49ers covered this one, I think. Look, the Rams do not match up well against them, and I'll tell you guys exactly why. Kyle Shanahan owns Sean McVay. Shanahan and his defense seem to have the secret sauce to stopping this offense as they're very, very good against the run. It is very tough to run the ball against San Francisco as they rank in the top half of the league and stopping the run. On top of that, Matthew Stafford has been known to throw some interceptions. This they've they've managed to bottle up Devontae Adams. I expect them to use that same game plan this week on Cooper Cup. I mean, I'm not gonna say they're gonna shut him out because that's damn near impossible, but they can definitely limit Cooper Cup's involvement. Odell will still be a problem. I think this game's gonna be tight. I think it's gonna be down to the wire. I just think think Shanahan smells blood in the water and he seems to have Nick Bay's number. Also, too, Jimmy G is a much better passer when he throws the ball inside the numbers rather than throwing outside where they're going to have Jalen Ramsey. They're weak inside, man. These linebackers in the safeties. I mean, they have Eric Weddle who came out of retirement playing. I think Greg, I think um, George Kittle is going to have a big game catching the ball. And ultimately as well, we've seen a lot of rush yards out of Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel in these matchups with the, with the Rams. The 49ers have their number. Shanahan knows how to call a game. 49ers win this one outright. Give me the money line plus 155 and give me the plus three and a half. Take them to the bank. Jimmy G, it's so weird. I'm not going to say like he's, he's a great quarterback, but he does get disrespected. And you can put me in mm. that. Uh, all this dude does is win. Like his career yep. – record he, there's, a, there's a lot more wins than there are losses yeah uh listen I, i'm with you i gotta ride them until i fail at this point uh i was against them last week because i was in love with the packers this season so i'm gonna take the 49ers now interesting little like tidbit that i came across though stafford's completion percentage and his touchdown to interception ratio yeah there's a there's a big difference when he's pressured versus non-pressured stafford against the blitz has a completion percentage of 56%, and he's averaging less than six yards per completion. The 49ers, as you mentioned, their pass rush, they can really get to the quarterback without blitzing. They're sixth in the league in quarterback pressure, and when Stafford is not pressured, his completion percentage is 68% while averaging seven yards or greater per pass. Listen, those are 68% versus 56%. It's a big difference in completion percentage, so I'm with you. 49ers money line, 49ers plus three and a half. And listen, I got a prop that goes right with it. Okay. I'm looking at three in this game. I don't know if I'm going to play all three as of right now. Matt Stafford to throw an interception. Uh, the 49ers can get pressure on him, and he throws more interceptions when playing off the blitz. I'm going to go to that. I'm going to go back to that well. Matt Stafford to throw an interception. And he's been hot lately with not throwing interceptions. Touchdown inter- interception ratio is off the charts in the last couple of games. Those games weren't against this Niners defense. 
Yeah, Ben, back to a point you just made, man. This is the biggest game of Matt Stafford's career. I mean, big-time players yeah, show up each, in big-time games. Game. Is he each ready? level at this point. He's got a lot around him. So it's not like a one-man show um, like it has been in Green Bay in recent years, which it wasn't this year. But it's not like heavily relied on Stafford, right? They're running the football at a pretty good clip right now. Um, even with Cam Akers coming back from injury so soon, like they're still running the football. It allows Matt Stafford to do less, but he's got so much talent around him. So he's always capable. It's really hard to run on this Niners defense. So I think that puts more on Stafford, and that's why I'm taking his interceptions off. Yeah, I think that's a uh... – I think that's a good. I think that's a good play right there by you, Ben. I hey, whenever Ben is is predicted an interception, he's usually right, guys. I would not go against like him. Like eight and one. Yeah, Ben is Ben kills it. I'm definitely gonna tail him on that one when when he whenever he plays it. It's an auto tail for me. Um, the next one, the next uh, prop up for me on my props. First one I'm gonna go with is back to what I said. George Kittle over six and a half receptions. That's plus one hundred four. I know it might be a little, you know, a bit of a obvious one, but back to what I said, man, this, they're weak up front. George Kittle really hasn't been a huge part of the game plan the last two games. I looked through the stats too. There's one player who's had a big game both times they've played. Obviously, Debo Samuel has because he's freaking Debo Samuel and he's a beast. But George Kittle, you know, his game's been back and forth. I think this is a big time game and Jimmy G's going to go to him a lot. He trusts him. Um, I like George Kittle to go over those receptions right there. You take a prop for your boy, Cam Makers, to fumble. <laughs> hey, I actually do have a prop on Cam Akers. You want me to go ahead and give it? Go ahead. I got one on him too. We'll actually, you we'll go ahead and give yours. Side. I think we'll have the same one. I'm on taking under 61 and a half rushing yards. Same. Listen, I trust this, I trust this defense, right? This first of all, these linebackers are terrific against the run. Both of them are. Mm-hmm. Um they get a lot of pressure. And I think that if they can if they can make the Rams more one-dimensional even though they're pushing them towards the weapons that they have in the receiving game, I think they can force Stafford to uh, make a mistake. And that's why I took the interception prop. I think they go together, right? So Cam Akers under 61 and a half uh, for me. And also, listen, he fumbled two big times in last week's game. His backup is a veteran. His backup has won a Super Bowl. Sonny Michelle probably deserves more carries in this game than he got last week. I think he only had like one or two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Sony seeing Sony Michelle on the field is going to help that Cam Akers under, and I think Sony deserves to get on the field. Ben, I agree with you completely. All the reasons you said, man, Sony. I mean, if you're McVay, can you trust Cam Akers at this point in time? I mean, two you go in back to him again, and he fumbled again. Are you I mean he could have lost you the game with that fumble? That was huge. The game was over if he held on to the ball. I think he's it's not a short tr- leash. It's yeah, a short leash. Plus, on top of that, the 49ers only give up 69.3 rush yards per game. So, I mean, I think that's a huge thing, too, right there that no one's even talking about. I mean, 49ers are going to be are going to run are going to shut down this run game. I mean, acres of the costly fumbles. I don't think he's going to get his in there. Um, I'll give another prop since Ben get once we both agreed on that one. I think this number might be a little taxed, so I probably won't personally play it, but Elijah Mitchell went over this number both times they played this season, over 70 and a half rush yards. I expect the 49ers to rely on him to do a lot on the ground just as much as Jimmy G through the air. This offense is going to be wheeling and dealing. I expect the 49ers to have some success offensively in these games against the, in this game against the Rams. I expect Elijah Mitchell to go over his 70 and a half in this game, just like he has the other two meetings. Yeah, I don't actually have – those were just my two props for this game. Uh, okay. If I had to take a lean, I mean, 
I just checked. Plus 140 for Odell to score an anytime touchdown. Just Odell to score a touchdown. He's scored a lot of touchdowns. I think he has five touchdowns uh, in his Rams career so far. I mean, it's got to it's got to be worth something. Plus one forty. If you if you have some more money to kind of sprinkle around, it's probably probably not a bad one. I, I'm probably gonna lay off of it, uh, but I definitely don't hate it. Yeah, that's not a bad one at all. I like I like we said, man. They they managed to take out Adams last week. So Odell, looking at Odell it, is not bad. If you think, if you're listening, you think the Rams offense will have no problem, you like the Rams in this game, I, I think it might be worth a flyer to take Cooper Cup two-plus touchdowns. Yeah, I don't hate I don't hate that either. You know, if you think the Rams are going to win the game, Cup's got to have a big game. We saw him have a big one last week. Taking like his yard. When they get to the red zone, it has, it's been Cup, and it's been on passing plays, obviously. Cup has like five or six red zone touchdowns this year. Odell's got five. So it's one out of the two right there. Higby is a pretty good tight end. He's just not as involved in the red zone as these two guys. It's really running the football or it's going to Cup or uh, or Odell. And listen, if Cup's open, Cup gets the ball. Good call on that one, Ben. I think you'll probably end up cashing one of those two regardless. Um, My other one, you know, I kind of really didn't have a third prop as well. But just because, you know, we both liked Akers, I'm going to throw one out here. Jimmy Garoppolo, anytime score plus 800. Jimmy Garoppolo <laughs> is 25 for 25 on the QB sneak on fourth down and one or fourth and less. Remember, he's from that Tom Brady QB sneak um, school or whatever they call it. I could see Stafford Jimmy. did not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stafford, not not so much from that same school. So, you know, I, I, could, I could definitely see a situation where the ball's on the one-yard line. Jimmy G falls into the end zone for a touchdown, plus 800 for a guy that's 25 for 25 in his career on fourth down and one touchdown punch-ins is way too much value. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not because I've never done a QB sneak against an NFL defensive line, but from what everyone says on TV is that you're supposed to get really low, as low as possible mm-hmm. and drive your, drive your feet into the ground, keep it moving until the guy behind you can kind of give you a push, right? Stafford stands up pretty tall. I mean, it's it's tough. Listen, the matchup is if Stafford has time, he's probably going to hurt you a little bit because mm-hmm. deep ball is just a thing of beauty. I don't think Shanahan in their defense is going to give up many deep balls, whether he's pressured or not, because they don't really blitz outside of those four guys a ton. If you can take the deep ball away and just trust your defensive line to get to Stafford, that's the 49ers game plan, and it's worked. I would not expect them to change that at all. You always got to know where 19 is on the field when, when the 49ers are on the offense because it's almost like he's turning into a point where he's almost just as good as a running back, if not better, than he is a receiver. And he was doing pump return. He kick returned last week. I was like, he doesn't typically do kick returns. He had like a 40-yard return. Yeah. If he's on the field, you got to prevent him from getting the football. No, I absolutely agree with you on that one, Ben. Um, anything else you want to add before we get up out of here today, Ben? It's going to be a hell of a weekend of football. Should be, should be a great weekend of football. Should be a great weekend of football, guys. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. Please play responsibly. I hope you win however you play it, and we'll talk to you all again soon.